The Very Serious Crafts podcast is on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcast, find out about our Patreon half-stitched episodes, and more. Hello, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 15 of the Very Serious Crafts podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. I'm Katie Greenbean. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins podcast. Today, we'll be talking about... Now you have to make it. Yes. <laughs> and we're, we're going to like actually talk about this in a moment. But even before that, I, have I would like to request that I just share a little bit about what happened, what I was doing this morning. We're ready. Yes, yes. It, Go it's ahead. Right in, it's right in line because a person from my family's past, sort of, we kind of Every once in a while, see each other. A mysterious family yes, friend. Exactly. And I, this person has kind of even been mentioned in the podcast once before because he randomly sent some photos to our family of my dad teaching puppet making in the classroom where he oh. taught. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, not totally random. It's, we've heard, we hear from him. But anyway, he came to my family who, and he knows that we tend to be creative kind of people. And he asked for some help because he wanted to make like a memorial Boy Scout, like bandana kerchief kind of a thing for someone. And oh. really sweet. And he had a patch and he wanted to just add some extra text to it. And he was like, I don't know, maybe we could, you could just like do it with a permanent marker or something. And being the serious crafter that I am, oh, no. I was like, <laughs> um, I don't think so. So I felt like the best option was to kind of do like a freezer paper stencil and cut it all out with um, like a cutting machine so that you could get like actual letters that matched the original that he had from his childhood. Yeah. And that obviously just, that was like the obvious answer, right? It's just make it super complicated. I think so I see where I this is think, going. I didn't think it was going to be all that complicated. I was like, yeah, no big deal. Well, I pulled out my Cricut and the software for design space has updated and doesn't, I haven't updated my, older laptop that kind of is going to be needing to be replaced soon. So that didn't work. So then I had to put that all away. And then I had to get out a different cutting machine that I thankfully have. Uh, thank you to brother for sending that to me. And um, so I set that all up. And I, of course, my my cutting mat had a little bit of a bend in it. And then the thing wasn't sticking. And then the pieces <laughs> were wrinkling. It was clearly... I, I, I overdid it on what I thought that it needed to be. It's still not finished yet. That's what I'll be doing after we finish recording today. But, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where it seemed like a really nice idea. And it still is. It will be nice, <laughs> I think. I would have done the exact same thing. But, like, there was no way that a permanent marker was going on the kerchief. It was no, 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 no. So it's the right decision, no. but... But also, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that has been my morning <laughs> of running around the house with cutting machines and rulers here and there and all of the. I had like literally the kitchen counter was just full of equipment. And I was like, I guess I just don't I just don't do anything nice and easy. <laughs> yep. That that sounds extremely. Yeah. Familiar. I, I knew <laughs> I knew you all would relate. I for sure would have done exactly <laughs> the thing that you did because something like that deserves care. It does. It deserves 
time and effort. Well, it's it's even getting if it, it isn't your person. <laughs> It's important to someone else, and it will matter. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean the the story behind this is delightful, and so um, I was happy to jump in with this. I just <laughs> had yeah. some issues. Oh, is all. <laughs> I understand. I agree to knit hats for everyone in my family every Christmas mm. when. I am finishing up a chunky hat for me, and then we have to go to Joanne Fabric and buy a bunch of yarn. <laughs> At least I think it's I've chunky. only to date finished two. <laughs> <laughs> I love because it. the point is to finish them while I'm still there. Okay, so uh-huh, I'm very uh-huh, slowly okay. handing one out to each person who is asked. That yes, way they at least see how get to happens. see it. They see it how long it actually takes, though, too. Yeah, which is why I'm not just behind the scenes doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to be on yeah. display showing people how long it takes. Yeah. Yes. Very smart. It's a, a bit of uh, time labor theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. And, you um, know, if you drop a stitch or something, then you can swear extra loudly or... Something like that. Uh, yes, I'm very good at that. That's right. Flouncy frippery. It... <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I, I think maybe I should calm us down for a moment yeah. uh, before we jump into talking and really go off the rails because, as you can hear, it is that kind of day. Um, we want to give a shout out to a, our new serious friend of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, who is supporting us at patreon.com slash serious crafts. Many thanks to Kendra. You're the best. Thank thanks, you, Kendra. Kendra. Yes, thank you. All right. So, uh, Katie, this is all you. I mean, it's okay. not all you. We'll talk too. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So I guess I had this idea for something to chat about because it is a thing that I do a lot and I knew knew that you both would resonate. Um, And it's this thing where you have a really, really good idea for a project or a design or a gift and then you're like, oh, now I have to do it. And (laughs) either like Uh the idea is big or it's going to take a long time or it involves a technique that you actually hate which is what's (laughs) happening to me right now and that's what sparked the idea um so yeah and this is something that I do routinely in my work in my crafting it's just a big part of my life but um I thought it might be fun for us to share some commiserations about projects that we may have started like this and then regretted (laughs) I am the queen of really big multi-part tutorials, especially those that involve math. That sounds like a lot of work. I have made some questionable life choices. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, one of the the things that immediately came to mind is, like, if I'm asked to create a couple proposals for a project, I present more proposals than necessary the idea being 
people have more choices. Um, I'm more likely to get like accepted if they have more options. And then more than on more than one occasion, people are like, oh, yeah, that's great. We'll do all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's still the same amount of time. They pay me more. It's not that, but it's it doesn't matter because now I have to do it. Yeah, same same deadline, more work. Yeah. And, you know, it's yeah. nice that they want to commission more work from you and they like your ideas, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I We've said this in various ways before, like other kinds of things, like my ability to make more work for myself <laughs> is, it's astounding. Oh, yeah. I, uh, two of my projects come to mind as spectacularly bad ideas that turned out real, they turned out exactly how I wanted them to, but the amount of time that it took to get there was just an intense amount. It, It was at the height of, like, the tutorial-based blogging in the craft world. And I did uh, what a, a pattern I called the perfect summer skirt, which is a skirt with an elastic waistband and pockets. But I did the math for the angles and all of those different things. And then a friend of mine jumped in and also helped with plus size angles so people wouldn't get huge amounts of fabric bunched around their waist if because it doesn't look or feel right yeah and so it just kept getting bigger the whole project just kept expanding and (laughs) so there are like illustrations and like different breakouts for different skills and me actually using my measurements to do the math and it oh it it just kept going but i still get at least an email or two a week from someone who has found it and has never been able to sew a garment before and is so excited because they just made this skirt yeah so it it's totally worth it, but oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, definitely worth it. I think that's like the moral of the story here is like when, once you get to the end result, it is worth whatever horrors you have to go through to get there. But yeah, oh, yeah sometimes in the middle of almost it. almost <laughs> always is worth it. It's just sometimes, sometimes it's a lot. Um, my English paper piecing travel kit was another one of those. Yeah. That turned into, oh gosh, maybe a five part tutorial by the time it was all done, because then I started adding accessories. (laughs) (laughs) The accessories are so good though. Like the little pin cushiony needle miner thing. Uh, That's great. (laughs) Um, yes. And I still use that, and we've talked about this particular project a million times on this podcast because it it is the probably the biggest project that I ever made a full 
with Step Out's tutorial, and I just learned how to make GIFs, so I have things moving, <laughs> which is actually very helpful when you are trying to describe a movement that doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you write it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I hate videos, so... Like, this is basically the best part of a video. You just see the single movement that you need to see. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that one just kept growing and growing. But I use mine every day. And uh, quilting guilds email me regularly asking to uh, make it with their own guilds. And... People teach English paper piecing using it. And it's it's doing exactly what I wanted it to do. I wanted it I wanted you to be able to go from having no idea what English paper piecing was to having a functional finished item that you're proud of. And so it was oh gosh, it took so long. <laughs> and the photo editing and oh it was but I'm glad I did it. Mm -hmm. What about you, Molly? Do you have a project or two that spring to mind? Or is it just like everything? <laughs> okay. So yeah, 10 at least. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was going back a ways when I was working on my book, Stitch Love. It was such a good idea to stitch every motif that was in the book and have pages of completed embroidery. Yeah. That's one of great my idea. favorite things yeah. about the a, book. I was, it was a great idea. But mm -hmm. then I had to stitch them all. <laughs> I, the, thankfully, the publisher was also thought it was a good idea and gave me even more time to make that happen, which was which was wonderful. But um, yeah, that was that was one of them. Um, yeah, I fall into that trap a lot in books. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can add one more thing to this pattern and it would be really cool. Oh, no. Yeah. Watch me do it that again. That is like three <laughs> hours worth of background stitching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I can see several, several things in my future. And the, part of it is like, how near in my future will they be? Be. but there's mm -hmm. you know i mean <laughs> we last episode or close to the last episode one of the things that came up was this idea of how i really would like to design like a really cool cross stitch sampler i've yeah. done mm -hmm. some little cross stitch things but like naturally i want to do something that is kind of more like a quaker sampler but with all these little kawaii things and stuff and um, Ooh, I want to do one that has creepy things. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I want you both to do these projects, please. <laughs> now I have to do them, Eventually. and I know that it like it wants to be, it wants to be large. You know, like it's this isn't gonna. It's an undertaking, right? Like <laughs> this isn't a thing that's gonna go in like a six or eight inch hoop. It's gonna be like. You, you know, frame it. You frame it, exactly. Yeah. Because why wouldn't I do it like that? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. If you're going to do it. Exactly. Do it exactly how you want to do it. Because otherwise you're just going to keep thinking about it. Yeah. And maybe eventually do it again. And yeah. Yeah. I, I am all for just going for it. Even if I am very sorry that I have made that choice. And it's, while I'm doing it. It's also <laughs> like I... I tend to, like, want to plan out a project where it's like, okay, so this is what I'm going to be working on for the next year. Like, as if that's not a big deal. Recognizing that I have things that obviously have taken more than a year. But, you know, this... uh, I don't think I've written a tutorial in, like, two years. (laughs) Because I've been writing books instead. That's kind of the same thing, just a lot bigger. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it seems weird that I really don't have new creative content because I've been doing that elsewhere. Yeah. Well, podcasts, I guess. Yeah. That counts. That, t- that counts. That counts. Yeah. Um, well, which even... <laughs> okay, here's, here's one more. And then, Katie, you have to tell us about what you're doing. But, <laughs> like, for example, even things like... You know, it would be a really good idea for me to have a YouTube channel. I don't really love doing... It would be. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. But I don't really love doing video-related things. So, I... You kind of have to do video, though, if you're going to have a YouTube channel. So, that is... you outsource that work. Kind of how it works. That's kind of how it works. So... So now I have a YouTube channel, and I don't love doing the video, but I'm really overdue to make some more videos. And I've even done some video for other people, but yeah, that's sort of a big one that is looming. <laughs> it It's a thing that takes a lot of time, and yeah. I think often people don't realize how long it takes to put together a video that looks and yep. sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder often... Because I prefer written instructions and very detailed uh, step-out photos of each step, I wonder how different the time commitment is between those two things. I wonder if they end up being about the same. Like, if I were equally comfortable in each, in both mediums, I wonder if the video would be faster I, or if it wouldn't be. I reckon given I your level of commitment to the format and doing it well, I think it would look quite similar. Yeah, I think so too. The The time it hmm. takes... I mean, I have opted to do videos that I don't get too finicky about because otherwise it won't happen at all. Oh, yeah. But... That yeah. is why many I don't have many videos that exist. Yeah. Although the and I do have a YouTube channel also, but the or, an organizing embroidery floss video that I did years ago gets comments with some regularity and it's often people telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> but other times it's People asking me very specific, weird questions about their personal collection of things. Like, I don't know your world. 
I can tell you what I would do, I guess. But it, it's a very weird... I don't... I'm afraid of YouTube. I'm afraid of YouTubers. I'm fairly certain they will bite. I don't bite. <laughs> I don't bite. No, you aren't what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the people who aren't creating content. Because people who do create content know what it okay. takes to create content and aren't usually, like, unless they have interpersonal drama, aren't usually going to just say mean things to other people mm -hmm. on the internet. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's the people who are feeling anonymous and fancy free who, <laughs> who I'm afraid of. Like, don't hurt my feelings. I don't, I don't want you to do that. I don't read my reviews on yeah, my books. Yeah, but they exist all over the internet. They're not just confined oh, to YouTube. Oh, yes, but I can avoid the review section for, like, my books. Mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. filter out comments that, I mean, I have no problem hitting delete on a comment that is just like, that is unrelated and kind of mean. Yeah. But I don't know. I... I'm afraid of the youth. <laughs> but they aren't even there anymore, right? They're on TikTok. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think they're hanging out on YouTube. All right, fine. So, Katie, now you have to tell us. Uh, you have to tell the world all oh, about yes. what brought this on. <laughs> well. You did this to I you. Know, <laughs> I know. I know. And I know. And so <laughs> I'm designing a cardigan. And it just, it was one of those ideas that popped into my head, fully formed. And I guess it's not so far down the pipeline that I can't talk about what it is. It's a colorwork yoke and it's got mushrooms on it and it's really, really, really cute. And I already want to make it. Yeah, well, <laughs> well. You had me at mushrooms. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm like, well, it needs to come in kids and adult sizes because... Yes, please, naturally. because I need a kid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, because you need to be able to do matchy-matchy with your kids in your life and it needs to look cute and all of that stuff. But also... Obviously. Like, Have you added a dog sweater? Mm, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> this Sorry. doesn't need to get any worse, <laughs> is my point. So, now that can be the follow-up. Like, you don't need to have that in the first release. You can decide to revisit in a couple of years if you want. So in terms of writing instructions, it doesn't only include knitting a cardigan. It also, I'm sorry, Haley involves a steak. So I have to write instructions <gasps> for a steak. Um, the mushrooms, they're obviously they're fly agaric mushrooms, the red ones with the white dots. So I've got to write mm -hmm. and probably illustrate instructions for doing a nice French knot. Um, and so you can see it just... Oh, I love doing French ...expands mm -hmm. into this thing. And then yeah, even if you like put aside the writing of the pattern, I have to knit the thing. And there was <laughs> no way of avoiding having rounds of three color stranded color work and well no i mean oh it's just not fun and i'm like sitting there with three balls of yarn tangled around my fingers thinking is anyone gonna want to make this is this fun 
I don't know. I like. I know that I'm going to love the finished cardigan and be really proud of it, and it's going to be great. But like that matters way more to people. I just feel then, like I should publish the pattern yeah. with an apology. It's like you're going to have to do this. <laughs> I okay. That I think you should actually because that would be yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, that thought right there is one that I have sometimes when I'm making something that feels quite complicated. Um, like I have gotten to doing like these monthly projects for children where it's like at least 20 steps mm-hmm. each, each project, which isn't even all that big when you're talking about some kinds of things, but like it's a kid's project. And I, there's always those points where I have to reevaluate and go, does anybody else want to make this? Like, have I made this to the level of complication where no one else will make it? And guess what? They still want to make it. So they definitely want to make this cardigan. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But right now, I don't want to make it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you have a deadline? No. Well, then don't make it right now. But there is never going to be a point where I'm like, yay, three color farewell. Let's do it. I just need to muddle through. (laughs) It's like... It's but, only about seven rounds of it, and then we're back to two colors, I, and everything's fine. Yeah, so I was gonna, I was gonna yeah, say there can't be I, that I, much that needs. Yeah. No, no, three no. Colors, I wouldn't so, do it to yeah. people. I would not make people do more three color or four color. There's no four color, by the way. It's just three. Um, I wouldn't make people do it if it wasn't truly necessary. Yeah, but I feel like I need to resurrect um, the animations of Tiny Cranky Haley. In a cheerleading outfit, uh, cheering for uh, three-stranded Fair Isle. Tiny Cranky Haley could have, like, little pom-poms that just have three strands on it. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be quite as enthusiastic, but it would be, like, themed. (laughs) Well, I don't think Tiny Cranky Haley is never not cranky, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the appropriate level of, of enthusiasm, then. Yeah, I don't think I've done one of those, maybe since the Golden Girls book. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, I still think that the Mushroom Cardigan is a really good idea. Well, thank you. And so do I, clearly, because I'm muddling through and doing it. But what it made me think about was this idea that knitters sometimes talk about, about whether you're a product knitter or a process knitter. And Mm. when it comes to ridiculously complicated and grand scale craft project ideas, I'm definitely all about the product. And it's like thinking about the finished thing is what is going to get me through the process that I do not always enjoy. That makes complete sense to me. I think the um, product is pretty much always my focus as well. Even if it's something that I like to make, Mm -hmm. it's still, that part is still work, but I'm very pleased to have the thing at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think I actually like sewing. (gasps) I just like to have, oh, I don't mean cross-stitch or embroidery or things like that but I mean like sewing garments Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think I mean there are parts of it that I do enjoy that I find very satisfying 
but most of the just long seam construction I don't think is enjoyable. Well, I always think with sewing garments in particular that actually calling it sewing is kind of misleading because you spend 95% of your time cutting or ironing or unpicking. (laughs) The actual proportion of time you spend sewing is very minimal. That's how I feel about a lot of quilt projects too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. I think you have just hit on exactly the problem. I hate cutting things out. Yes. That's what I hate. <laughs> I it isn't the it isn't the process of sewing, although that sometimes isn't actively delightful. I strongly dislike cutting out patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh when it comes to English paper piecing, I love the process of preparing all of the pieces. I I actually I love attaching the papers and cutting those pieces and basting those pieces and arranging them and all of that. I don't love joining as much. Mm-hmm. I'm okay in small doses, but I don't it it hurts at a point and so I don't enjoy that as much and I realize but I really like the little making all the little pieces hurts physically or hurts mentally or both um more physically lately mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i have to be cautious about that um yeah that's true um but i mean i do love the finished product from that as well so i feel like i have a balance of i like parts of the process and having a, a finished thing. Yeah. Yeah. I actively liked doing the whole hexagon, because I usually do hexagons, yeah. um, set up because it's just a, a nice one snip, two snip, like yeah. very, very specific and decisive movements. Yeah. And <laughs> I like a decisive movement. Yeah. And, you know, you're less likely to have fabric that wants to like, move around while you're cutting and getting curves and stuff like you would on on a garment yeah there's yeah you know and and it the precision is not as necessary as you know if you get off with your cutting on a garment then you have more fit issues to deal with and all of that Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm -hmm. that's true oh speaking of which yes i can't remember if it was on a patreon episode or one of or a main episode, but I was talking about satisfying things, specifically fabric ripping, and it is definitely always with the grain. Um, if you rip it, um, you get uh, waves, okay, ruffles, if you even attempt it at the bias, and that is not a thing. Mm-hmm. And someone okay. on our... Uh, someone on our Patreon commented asking about it. And so if you are listening person that maybe I'll do a separate post of, I'm sorry because I knew something didn't sound quite right. It's but okay. I'm so it is with the grain, not um, bias. Thank you for, thank you for clarifying that because I, have ripped with the grain and I was also a a little confused, but I had not actually pulled out fabric to see what would happen if I tried the other way. So, okay. All right. Good. Yeah. I mean, I know what does happen. It's just not very useful. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, good, good side note there. Yeah. Um, okay. Where are we? What are we talking about right now? What is the Uh, thing? We're probably about done. We probably Probably are. I'm just now thinking of all the things that I really want to, want to start and have like these things that I know will grow. So, okay. Yeah. I'm that Katie. Well, I just like I was thinking about how often I send you a message like, hey, Molly, I've got this idea for a really massive quilt that's going to take me the rest of my life. And I've never made a quilt before. Yeah. So um, I'll just add that. We, oh, it's fine. Just jump in. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of conversations that are like, so I've had this really great idea. And <laughs> and I will say that it's nice to have a friendship where we have this we there's we always sort of like dance around this. Oh, that's wonderful. You should do it unless it's a really bad idea and then you shouldn't do it. <laughs> right? How many times have we said that to each other? Many, many yeah. times. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I say I'm going to make a lot of things that everybody in the room knows I'm not going to make because it's aspirational. Yes. It isn't. Uh, statements of fact come with organization and data from me. So if you just have a random statement, no, no, that that one isn't going to happen probably, mm-hmm. or at least not right mm-hmm. now. I I know it. Anyway, I know it's uh, I know it's serious with Katie though when I see swatches. Yes, swatches yeah. make things happen. Yeah. <laughs> swatches do make things happen. And you know, I have started yeah. one of the massive ridiculous quilt projects. I do have like six squares for my bird quilt that is yeah. definitely going to take the rest of my life. And I'm fine with it. Just picking it up every now and then. Yeah. I, that's kind of the point of those kinds of projects. The really, really big ones that would take years. Yep. I, I, those I'm comfortable with. Those I'm not sorry about. What I can say for sure is that is never a project that I'm going to write any kind of instruction or pattern or tutorial for. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Don't do that. Therein lies the trap mm-hmm. yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy that when you enjoy that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Shall I wrap us up? I think you shall. All right. Thanks for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at, shockingly, VerySeriousCrafts.com. And finally, if you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts, because good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which help more people who love crafting find us. Yay! Alrighty. Huzzah! Thank you so much. (laughs) And now off we go to, well, record some more things. (laughs) It's true. Um... But we love you all. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.